So this is a different episode. Uh, in this episode, I'm, I just pulled up uh, Amazon bestsellers in management and leadership. And I thought, oh, I recognize that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, not that one, that one, that one. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if I could add some value to people's lives, whoever's going to be listening to this, by just debriefing them about particular books. Uh, some are good, some are not so good. And there are a few that I have gaps in. But at any rate, that's what we're going to talk about in this episode of the Leadersmith Podcast. Stay tuned. In a world of incompetent bosses, micromanagers, and petty tyrants, one management professor claims that he can help you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. You are listening to The Leadersmith. Now, here is your host, Darren Gertis. Okay, so as I said, I was just on Amazon looking at bestsellers and management, just looking for the next book that I want to read. I, I'm kind of a nerd. I read a lot. I read a minimum of 100 books a year. And um, that is because I set out to read a minimum of 200 and I failed miserably. I only got to 157. Uh, and then I reset the bar to 100 and I've easily gotten over that uh, every year since I first started teaching full time uh, in college in 2005. And so I read voraciously in my field. I recognize most of what I see here. And I thought, you know, maybe people who are deciding whether they should read something, maybe this will be useful to them. And by the way, if you want to become a better leader, you have to read. Reading doesn't make you a leader, but if you're not reading, you're not giving yourself, you're, you're not pouring in enough so it's overflowing out properly or getting the food for thought that you need in order to be, to grow as a leader. Okay, so here's the first one. The first book, uh, I, and I honestly can't believe that this is the number one bestseller in business and management and leadership on Amazon. And again, uh, I got here by just Googling bestsellers on Amazon or on Amazon and then books and then business and then uh, the subcategory of management and leadership. Um, Okay, so here we go. I, I, again, I can't believe that this is the first one. It's The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. I remember my wife telling me once that she met a guy that was saying, uh, you know, they, they were involved in some small talk, and she mentioned that I'm a management professor. Uh, and he said, oh, yeah, the 48 Laws of Power. I live my life by that. I'm horrified by that. This uh, it, it's it's somewhat Machiavellianism, uh, Machiavellian ish, trying to tell you here's how to accumulate power. But this is not a moral or ethical guideline of how to get there. Um, I think the writer is a good writer, uh, and he's accumulated a lot of good stuff there. But to live your life or guide yourself by this book uh, would be a tragedy for you as a leader. Don't do that. Um, you can safely skip the book. Uh, I mean, it's interesting and it'll help you get some ideas of things of how power works in the world. And if you're reading it for that, fine, no problem. But if you're reading that because you're wanting to dominate others or something, you know, uh, what's the um, what's the book I'm thinking of winning through winning by or through intimidation? Um, don't do that. Right. OK. So at any rate, that's number one. Uh, Use with caution. Number two is I was surprised. It's a book I hadn't heard of. It was um, Stop Overthinking 23 Techniques to Relieve Something About Overthinking. The, the little thing went off. It dot dot dotted. Um, OK. 
<laughs> I've never heard of it, but I don't overthink. I, I'm, I'm not, well, I do overthink, but I, it's not like anxiety prone kind of overthinking. In my case, I just happen to just keep thinking. Of, I like thinking about things. So I can't tell you anything about that particular book. The next book, Think Again, the Power of Knowing What You Don't Know or something along those lines uh, by Adam Grant's Think Again. I read that book. I was impressed by that as I am by any book by Adam Grant. And I would give you a um, like just carte blanche. If you see a book by Adam Grant, read it. He's a uh, and he's talking about how you think and then how you, you know, I, I'm not even going to spoil it for you. Um, but Adam Grant is a uh, professor at the University of Pennsylvania, I believe. And he's he's just brilliant. He has a brilliant podcast. He writes brilliant books. He's written brilliant articles. I cannot say enough good things about Adam Grant. Okay, next is number four is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. This is an oldie but a goodie. Uh, Dale Carnegie uh, wrote a number of things. He 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 made his name in like public speaking kind of circles, and then How to Win Friends and Influence People kind of was the uh, collaboration of some of the notes that he had from those public teaching or public speaking courses that he taught, um, like evening courses to businessmen. Uh, I have uh, written about this in a book that I wrote. Uh, he, he had a, either a half a chapter or a whole chapter dedicated to what he did here. And it's really good stuff. I mean, he'll, he'll say things like, um, you know, lather before you shave, which means to give, you know, before, don't just criticize, give compliments appropriately before you have to say something negative or give the good, give the dog a good name is another one. Like give them something to live up to. Um, I can't say enough good things about, how to win friends and influence people. Um, this is not like 48 laws of power where I say use with caution, but with how to win friends and influence people, every leader ought to read this multiple times. So definitely put that on your list. No reservation about it. Okay. What's next? Number five, extreme ownership, how the U S Navy seals lead and win. This is by uh, Jocko Wilnick. Uh, Will, Will link. I, I always pronounce that wrong for some bizarre reason. I, I just don't know. Um, okay, so extreme ownership. So Jocko's, uh, this is a good book. And I have nothing bad to say about it, about it. Um, partly because the guy could crush me. He, he's, he's awesome and huge. Uh, but partly because it's just really a good book. Um, so I didn't like his, I think it was his first book. The first one was... Um, Okay, so his first book came out and he went like, in the Navy SEALs, we did this. And in business, you do this. And in Navy SEALs, we did this. And in business, we do that. And it was like too forced. But this one and his other more recent one, uh, Leadership Tactics and something or another. I can't remember. It's a green cover. But both of these were really, really good. And they, they give you a good applied sense of how to lead without being a jerk. <laughs> and, and and like how to like win men's hearts so that they follow you. I guess that's a great way of summarizing what he's trying to do here. Uh, and in both this book and in leadership strategy and tactics, that's the name of it. Leadership strategy and tactics. I would I with no reservation say go read it. Okay, the next one is Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. And I'm not sure what happened. I started reading it and then I just kind of got bored at a certain point. It's not so much bored as I just kind of drifted away into other things. Like I said, I read voraciously, 
I, I had downloaded it and started reading it and started and I was working at it and then I got a couple chapters in got like distracted with other things so I can't say um that it's good or bad I I have to claim agnosticness on this particular book it's it's okay so far but I just couldn't I just didn't get there and I, I I don't want to give you the impression that I'm selling it short because I don't know it could have rich nuggets all the way through it I don't know okay that was number six number seven this one I can tell you about because I've read it multiple times I've been to conferences that were just about this I have um, required it in classes and I can't say enough good things about it. I'm surprised this is not number one. It is Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's now in its 30th anniversary edition. Um, it, it's been around for a while. It's it's not as old as uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by uh, Carnegie, but it is like if I could tell you one of one book to start with, if you were an aspiring leader, I would say start with this. Get yourself right. Um, become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. Do these things here first in this book. Uh, like I said, I, I can't believe it's not number one. Covey gives lays such a great ground. I, I and I he gets uh, like a half chapter just like Carnegie does in the book that I wrote. Um, it, by the way, if you're looking for the book that, that I wrote as well, you can find it on Kindle. Um, and uh, it it's just it's called. Um, uh, the uh, the bookshelf in the boss's brain, bookshelf in the boss's brain. And so um, what I'm trying to do in that book is say, hey, here are books that your bosses probably have read. And if they've read it, you can understand where they are just based on their age, because you'll start to see how they act based on these books, because some people get stuck in a particular time period, like people get stuck with fashion, right? So um you know, you ever saw somebody that still looks like it's the early 90s and they're still dressed like that or, you know, the mid 80s or whatever, because that's their era. Bosses tend to do that, too. And if you're more well read, you get around this. But sometimes people get stuck there. And that was the premise of the book. And so I talked about Carnegie. I talked about Covey. I, again, I can't say enough good things about Covey. This should be first on your reading list if you aspire to be a good boss. OK, number eight is the Daily Stoic 366 Meditations on Wisdom by Ryan Holiday. The only thing that I can say about that, I haven't read it, uh, and I've read some of Holiday's works before. Um, so I, I, he and, and he's like a big fan of Stoicism. He he uh, the what is it? The Obstacle is the Way is one of his books. Okay, it was it was decent. I'm not a Stoic. Uh, he is. The only thing that I can say is I think it's this high because he is freaking brilliant in marketing. And I think he marketed it, it so firmly that it's gotten to this place in the list. Maybe it's a great book. I don't know. Um, I haven't read it. But he is an incredible marketer. If you go back and read his one of, some of his earlier books, you'll see that um, and you'll hear his own story. Okay. That was number eight. Number nine is Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman. Okay, Kahneman is a legit, um, like he's the real deal, like Nobel Prize winning kind of real deal economist. Um, he and Traversky have written a number of articles over the years. And when I say a number, I mean like in a triple digits like, like, I mean, he's, he's awesome. Remember I was talking about Adam Grant at the University of Pennsylvania. Kahneman makes like 
this is no slight to Grant, but he makes Grant look like a lightweight just because he's been around for like 40 years working, like working it. Um, thinking fast and slow is an academic tome. It's not going to be for everybody, but if you are able to read it, you will have a great grasp of how human beings think. His basic premise is that we operate in two different, um, two different tracks in our brain. There's a fast track and a slow track. The slow is the rational thinking track. The fast track is the, you know, make the quick decision kind of track. Uh, and, if you understand how that works, you understand why people make decisions the way that they do. But this book is not for everyone. Okay. So, uh, if you are looking for a challenge or you're basically a well-read kind of guy anyway, this might be for you. Um, and I, I can't, can't say enough good things about it, but you, you know, this isn't your starter book. Okay. The next one, number 10 is beyond diversity and it's a book by by an author I've not read, and it's a book that I've not read. And I would imagine that one of the reasons that it's, that it's as high as it is is probably because of 2020, 2021, this became a very significant um, uh, topic, much more so than in previous years. And so I haven't read it. I can't say anything about it, but I'm guessing that's why it's gotten as high as it has. It's going on my list because I haven't read it. I want to read it. The next book is the same same thing. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I want to read this one as well. It's actually, I actually own the book and I have it waiting to be read. It's never split the difference by Chris Voss. I was very impressed when I saw Chris Voss speak a number of years ago. And I was like, you know, mental note, I got to go read that book. And I haven't gotten to it with shame on me. Um, so this is number 11. That was number 10 and 11 that both of them I haven't read. Number 12 is, uh, it's, it's strange. Number six and number 12 are the same thing. Uh, it's a seven habits of highly effective people, just a different version. So you combine six, or, I'm sorry, seven and, and 12. So you combine seven and 12 and put those together and that should be number one. And uh, as my theory was before, but then when I get to that, I look at it and I see, oh, there's another version of never split the difference, number 11 and 13. And Again, I, you know, this is Chris Voss again, and I, he's on my list. I have the book. I'm, it's in the queue getting ready to be read. Um, and that should be there too. Okay. And then I just said that. <laughs> and what's the very next one? Number 14 is Extreme Ownership, another version of uh, Jocko Wilnick, uh, Willink's uh, book that I was just raving about earlier. Uh, it, so, so really, uh, the seven habits, uh, never split the difference and extreme ownership should be way further on the list. I don't know why there's different versions that become, uh, numbers in this case, five and 14, or in, in Covey's case becomes number seven. And where is it? Number, where is it? Number seven and number 12. Uh, so at any rate, these, these, that tells you these are really good books. Okay, number 15, I heard of the author, I've read books by the author, I've seen the author speak, uh, but I, I haven't actually read the book. It's The High Five Habit. I read another book by this particular author, um, and the basic premise was good. I think she probably has some good wisdom to say, but I haven't read it. But again, all these books, <laughs> all these books have like five, five stars, so you're probably not going to go wrong with these, except for if you read number one for the wrong reason. 
Okay, so I, I can't recommend High Five Habit, but it's probably not going to go the wrong way. And that's number 15. Number 16 is Daring Greatly. Uh, and I actually have this in the car but it has not like like to, to listen to in the car, but I haven't gotten through it yet, so I can't say anything about it. Um, this is by Brene Brown as well, just like Dare to Lead, but I, I, <laughs> I actually have it in the car from the library ready to listen to. Oh, by the way, while I'm at it, if you're not, if you're spending time in the car, not instead of listening to the uh, audiobooks, instead of doing that, if you're not doing that, you don't really, you're not serious. Yeah, like you got to be serious enough to be listening to audiobooks in the car about leadership in order to become the kind of person that you want to lead. Like, like you want to be led by. Let me put it like this. So there's this great story in um, Beyond Band of Brothers. Beyond Band of Brothers was uh, written by the uh, if you remember the HBO miniseries, uh, Major Winters, he, he was a lieutenant or I think he was about to be a captain going into the DJ D-Day jump, maybe first lieutenant. And uh, on D-Day, his, his company commander is killed uh, in the jump and he becomes company commander, but he's a major by the end of the war. Um, and in the book Beyond Band of Brothers that talk like it's his personal memoir talking about it, not Stephen Ambrose's des description of what's going on in it. He's he had this fascinating passage where he was talking about all the guys while well, they're in England, all the guys are going out every night. Uh, they, they house them with a, with a British family. Um, and his peers would go out every night trying, you know, having a good time. Look, I don't know how long I'm going to live before they're, they're, they're in the airborne, right? I mean, they're, they're, uh, lifespan is very short compared to the average soldier. I don't know how much longer I'm going to live. I'm going to live it up while I can. And he's at home every night studying the field manuals. And he said this. He said, it's because I just felt that if I could just read it enough, maybe I could save one more guy in my unit. <laughs> and I'm like, that's leadership, right? I mean, he cares enough about his people to do the hard work, put them above himself and actually do his homework. That's why I say if you're not spending the time doing your homework now, listening to audiobooks in the car rather than listening to music on the way to work or whatever, you really you got to start doing that. Okay. So, at any rate, Darren Greatly is in my car right now. Next one number 17, Think and Grow Rich. So I have mixed emotions about this one. Um, Think and Grow Rich is a good book that's kind of weird. It also got some play in the bookshelf in your boss's brain um, because it's a classic, right? I mean, it's a classic that you need to know about. But um, there is some evidence that, that Carnegie, I'm sorry, that so when I said Carnegie, the other Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie. So the, the, the premise is that Napoleon Hill says, yeah, so I, I, I interviewed Andrew Carnegie and he said, look, I mean, if you really want to have a philosophy about how to become rich, I'll introduce you to these great captains of industry. And then uh, you you distill this into a philosophy. This is like, you know, if you know Henry Ford and Ed, Edison and, and so-and-so go on the list, I mean, they think differently. So you need to spend the next 20 years of your life distilling this into a philosophy. And he says he did, and this is the outcome. Except there's no record <laughs> that that Andrew Carnegie ever met with Hill. So he might have been making stuff up. Now, he could have been an astute observer, but that makes me a 
question it a little bit to begin with. Beyond that, there's some like really kind of strange stuff like sex transmutation, which doesn't mean what it, you would think it sounds like in 21st century America. It's, it actually just means that you instead of engaging in those pleasures, you spend all your energy focused on your, your goal. But he has really good ideas in other places. Like, you know, you have to have one absolute goal. Like, that, it's got to be a burning desire. This has to be your focus, your total focus. It's got to be a passion rather than being diffused. Good ideas like that. So I can kind of recommend it in the sense that you need to read it as a classic, but I wouldn't recommend it in the sense of like, you got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. And I, I'm worried about the, the, what it's based on. Okay. But at any rate, Carnegie, like, um, the other car, uh, like the other Carnegie, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill's kind of like that, where he's like one of these classics in the field from like the 1930s or forties. And so, you know, you should be familiar with it. Okay, number 18 is The 4-Hour Work Week. This is a book by Tim Ferriss. I've read it multiple times. I like mo much of what Tim Ferriss has put out. Um, he, he writes some really big books beyond this. This is a short one comparatively. Uh, and his basic premise gets you thinking about you know, maybe I should be more efficient. He gets you thinking about the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle. And this is, you know, 20% of what you do is going to account for 80% of your results. And he goes on and he, he pulls this out. Now, um, you know, I think you should read it. I don't think that there's anything bad about it. Are you going to work for only four hours a week? No, but um, that's not the point. The point is that you learn to think a different way. And I highly recommend it. Number 19 is another version of Adam Grant's Think Again. And if you recall, Adam Grant was number three. I said all kinds of good things about it and him and anything that Adam Grant does. And so that one should be a little bit higher on the list, perhaps. Um, the next one is number 20, Dare to Lead, is also number six, Dare to Lead, again by Brene. So I guess I'm going to go back and read Brene Brown's Dare to, 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 to Lead um, because it, it's get, it should get be, between those two a lot more play than what it sounded like. Okay, number 21 is another edition of the uh, seven habits of highly effective people. So hence my argument for that's why it should be number one. I, like I said, I was shocked that it wasn't number one, but if you have multiple editions, I guess that's what's going on here. Number 22 is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I generally like Simon Sinek. Um, he's a lot more liberal than I am. He's he, He's probably as liberal as I am conservative, but it's fascinating that as liberal as he is, and that bleeds through in some of his writing, that he's still so right on so many things related to leadership uh, that I just, I like his books. Um, I take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but that's just political philosophy getting in the way. On leadership, he's not wrong. Um, he, he's very right. And, uh, I, I, you know, I recommend pretty much any book that he's read, uh, read, not read. He's read a lot of books. <laughs> I recommend pretty much any of the books that he's written. Um, and if you get a chance to see him or, you know, Google him and see a video of him, he's worth the time. No questions about it. Uh, the next one is also a book by Simon Sinek. The next one is number 23, The Infinite Game. I didn't like The Infinite Game as much as Start With Why, but that's because Start With Why was so amazingly good 
that it's hard to compete with the or for the infinite game to compete. There's some some really good pieces in the infinite game, uh, but I, I I personally didn't like it as well as the other. Uh, the next one is Outliers: The Story of Success, and this is uh, by Malcolm Gladwell. Malcolm Gladwell is also somewhat on the liberal side of the spectrum, and he's he's coming across telling a story as if it is neutral, but it's not. He, he has an agenda and he's going somewhere with it, but he's written good stuff that is useful, right? So um, Outliers is a, is, a, is a pretty good book that helps you think differently. Um, I just finished reading two days ago, The Bomber Mafia, which was really interesting. Um, and, and he's written a number of good books, but again, I, I, I have to qualify. You have to take it with a little of a grain of salt, but I wouldn't say don't read it. Please do. Uh, number 25 is Principles by Ray Dalio. Okay, so I started this one and I kind of fell off and never actually completed it. I still have it on Kindle. I should probably read it now. Um, I started it and I got a little put off with his heavy emphasis on evolution, this and evolution, that. Because they, you know, he's a brilliant businessman, but like he kept harping on that theme and I just kind of lost interest and went on. But... I got to give the guy, I mean, if you don't know who Ray Dalio is, he made a fortune. He's like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, maybe even billionaire, something like that. Ma made a fortune and these are his principles. So, you know, what do I know? I'm just a starving professor. I mean, uh, comparatively, I don't, I don't rate, but uh, I can't say much more than that because I didn't get there, but I, I thought enough about it that I bought the book and I started it and then I just got sidetracked somehow. So don't take that as any indication that it's bad. It may be awesome. I, I can't tell. Next one, number 26, is Thinking Fast and Slow, a different edition. Again, Kahneman. Again, Kahneman is a little hard, but I highly re I can recommend him if you're willing to do the mental work to get through. Number 27, another version of Start With Why. So 22 and 27 are both Simon Sinek's Start With Why. So uh, again, that's another indication that it's really good. All right. So number 28 is a dare. Um, sorry. Number 28 is the millionaire next door. Uh, the millionaire next door is by a guy named, uh, not Charles Stanley, Thomas Stanley. Thomas Stanley was a professor at, I think the university of Georgia. And he wrote some amazing stuff. The millionaire next door, the millionaire mind networking with millionaires, he had a number of great books where he he was just analyzing what an average millionaire is like, and it turns out he's a businessman. He's not a you know he's not on the lifestyles of rich and famous. He'd rather go to watch his kids' ball game than go to the opera. Um, it's not the Hollywood caricature. It's real life, like what he's doing. And uh, if you want to understand that kind of thing, absolutely pick up this book. You will not be disappointed. It's a great book. Anything he wrote is worth reading. Unfortunately, Stanley died just a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was an auto, uh, automobile accident within the last decade. And uh, and the world is poorer that he's gone. He, uh, I can recommend him uh, without reservation. Okay, so number 16 was Daring Greatly. Number 29 is apparently another version of Daring Greatly. And when I say another version, it, these could be... Um, the audio version, or it could be like a different edition, but this one's the audio version as opposed to the other version of Darren Greatly. So again, I got it. You know, I, I haven't said anything negative about Brene Brown because I just don't know. 
So, uh, you know, maybe it's good, maybe it's not. And if you know, like, let us know. You can put comments. Um, next one, number 30 is Outliers by uh, Gladwell again. And we just talked about Outliers. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I, it's it's good stuff. I can't argue with that. It's good stuff, and um, and yeah. So at any rate, I'm gonna stop there. Uh, I think that these are you know pretty much anything on this top list is is worth reading. But there are some that I could give you without reservation and say yes, without reservation, this is awesome. Um, I would say start with Covey, and you know that's gonna go to the uh, quotation for contemplation for today. Um, I, I just cited, I was revising my, my management textbook and I just put a quote from Covey in here. So it's somewhat fresh in my mind where he was talking about perception and he said, we see the world not as it is, but as we are, <laughs> there's something really right about that, right? You know, we say seeing is believing, but really believing is seeing. If you believe that everything is about this or that, let's take a topic, um, racism or class or gender or whatever if you believe that everything's about that then you will see nothing but that everywhere you go we see the world not as it is but as we are and so that's that's a pretty interesting and somewhat ominous warning about what you need to be aware of which is you when you're a leader because your perceptual filter is going to be very important as you lead other people Okay, so hey, look, I covered the top 30. Well, not really 30, but it's I went through 30 because some are duplicated of the Amazon bestsellers on leadership and management. And I hope that helps steer you to making some good choices. Again, I mean, I either said yes, un, um, en enthusiastically, unreservedly, or I said mm, use with caution, like the 48 laws of power, or you know, maybe Kahneman is a little bit hard for you. Uh, or I said, I, I just don't know about it. Like, you know, there were a few that I just hadn't read, but pretty much anything there you could probably read and have a good time with and learn something and build some dendrites in your brain. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Leadersmith podcast. I hope you have enjoyed uh, the previous podcast and I hope you've learned to grow and it helps you become the kind of leader that you would want to follow. Mm -hmm.